0: we're guaranteed to be brief wow you won't talk a whole episode oh i'm not saying i won't talk at all i'm just saying i will i will be very minimalist that's that's
1: that's not but but what are the two two jocks without their schlub
0: (laughs) that's true
2: very true and you've already talked a bunch because i hit record and so
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but these opening 30 seconds that's going to be it the rest of the show barely nothing monosyllabic the whole rest of the fucking time well,
2: I just heard a beer crack. So, why don't you lead yeah. us off and then and then I'll put you on mute? Like,
0: uh, remember, remember around <laughs> the horn where they had the. Oh, yeah, the that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that show. That was pretty entertaining, still on. actually. Is it really? Yeah. yeah still no on, fucking well. Right.
2: Yeah. that's that like,
0: man PTI. That's like 20 years yeah. almost. Yeah. I mean,
2: all the, all three of those guys were original PTI guys. Reality was like the stat boy the assistant, Yeah. I remember for, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for Kornheiser
0: yeah. and. Um, but
2: wasn't wasn't a
1: it um, a different original host, right? For
0: yes, yeah, it was Max. Uh, he does like
2: uh, oh, up fir- yeah. he was the up first host, um,
0: Kellerman or something. Yes, Yeah, Max, Max Kellerman. Kellerman. Yep, yep, that's. God, exactly. I don't know where the fuck I came up with that name. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Yep. Yep. You got it together. That was good. Yeah. All right. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking. So Matt and I have another batch of other half beers. Matt, is this one part of like a themed pack? It was the uh, Brock box. Brock box.
1: Um so, they they released a special box because they did a couple collaborations with Fidens, who yeah. I haven't talked about Fidens yet on the show. They're the uh up and coming hot, hot, hazy brewery in the United States right now. Everyone wants their stuff out of Colony, New York,
2: actually. Probably.
1: Yeah, oh,
0: where so is Colony again? Not Outside sure of Albany. Albany.
2: Outside of Albany. That's who we lost okay. to in the sector in the state uh mm-hmm. regionals in oh, uh,
0: junior in- year? Yep, junior year. Yep. No shit, it was Colony. Wow. Right okay. near Schenectady. Okay, got and it. And Muskegon. Okay. So yeah, so I'm having one from that pack. Um, uh, so it's a collab between Other Half and Fidens, and this one is called Vegan Cheddar, uh, an IPA, and I just had my first sip, and it was it was tasty
1: one was a little bit more bitter than I would have liked, but
0: it was good. Yeah, I actually was, yeah. I mean, I was wondering if it was just the first taste. Well, so I got to I got to find the description of it. I'll have to look it up because, you know, I'm curious, like, what hops they use and everything yeah, like that.
1: A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you tried the other one in the the other collab in that pack, Broccoli's Axe?
0: Yeah, I had that last night. That was good. I that like that one. Favorite. Yeah, that was good. Yep. Well, this weekend,
1: bring your cooler because you're going to get 12 more beers. Fuck Yeah. from the um uh other half green city collab box okay and they're all oh man they'll be fun to go through on the podcast because they're all baseball themed
0: oh sweet
2: okay yeah Yeah, that's awesome
0: very cool what
2: are you drinking yeah what you guys got supernova legion is that the cranberry orange yes yeah uh yep cranberry orange sour nice uh they 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 use supernova interchangeably for all their sours like i just was at a grocery store and saw another one but i still have a whole brewery of beer from memorial day in my garage so i was like eh, especially knowing now like the dates on the beers and stuff i was like maybe maybe for like a special occasion or something i'll get a four pack and bring it to someone but I'm not gonna it plus you know toddy isn't drinking right now obviously so like who am I going to drink with myself And
1: that's Timmy. why I love
2: these nights cuz I get to drink with you.
1: <laughs> well I'm uh, unfortunately I, I can't check that box tonight. I'm just having a seltzer right now. I'm, no shit. Wow. Yeah, I uh I don't know if it was just uh you know not sleeping well last night or what but I'm just not I'm not feeling 100%. Okay, not,
2: not sleeping so, well, huh? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, where's the shit head? <laughs> this guy,
0: uh oh, the podcast, guy,
1: right here, likes showing up at three or four in the morning and finding his sharpest claw and deciding to put it right in my leg.
0: Because
1: <laughs> you know, that's Boy, time right. for me to pay attention, apparently. <laughs> for all those people who are listening and not viewing,
0: he looks sinister, yes. See? Yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was one of his loudest ones on the show.
1: Yeah, come on, end of the mic
0: <laughs> now. Give us another one, Boris. Hey, I you heard pretty it. good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, that get. old
0: sinister jerk. Hilarious! Always great. Well, Always we, great. Uh, we'll make sure we don't go too late tonight, so you can get uh, get to bed at a reasonable hour. Well,
2: thank you guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got I, some um, fun topics, but go I ahead. Wanna,
0: I got something I want to start with first, before go we ahead. get to your fun topics. So. What was the thing that we made bets on last week? That Higgy. was Higgy versus who? It
2: wasn't a bet.
0: I know it wasn't a bet. Higgy uh, but, versus IKF, who would hit the first homer. And and who said what? I said Higgy, unequivocally. I said IKF because of playing time, right? Yeah, and we, we both
1: said IKF. Yeah, Yeah,
0: we both said IKF. So Higgy hit two homers like two days later in the game, right? Yeah. And then I just got a notification a couple minutes ago. <laughs> he just hit a three-run shot off of uh, Shane McClanahan, who's like yeah. fucking nasty. <laughs> so... Higgy hit three homers this week. So literally, like, dude, it's the same shit. So when Colin and I used to live together, uh, we we had this kind of running gag, this running bit, right? But it seemed to work. Obviously, we never actually kept track, right? This is just superstitious sports fan bullshit, right? But like, every time that I would like shit all over somebody or shit all over the team at large, and this was those really mediocre Yankee teams of like 2014, 2015, 2013, you know? Uh I'd shit on somebody and then all of a sudden, you know, they'd have a great game or whatever. Right. And uh, apparently my powers are still working. You know, yeah. I, pi- I picked IKF and Higgy hits fucking three homers this week after zero the whole season. I mean, that's insane. That's <laughs> they insane. showed, they showed the stat today.
2: Now to be fair, one of those homers was against position player pitching on, on fair Sunday. Enough. 35 mile an hour.
0: EFIS pitch. That that yeah, right, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
2: But he hadn't hit a Homer in his first 100 plate appearances. He's got three in his last six. Yeah. Oh my God. Hilarious.
1: You know what happens though? If he gets one more today, he'll have a half gallows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and his WAR is probably more than gallows, right? No, About no, the it same? is still negative, but he's he oh, is okay. coming back. Okay. All right. Although I, I I
1: will I would like to maybe read the uh, maybe read the stats I sent you guys earlier this week. Oh
0: yeah, you should read them. They were they were rather damning, but pretty. Entertaining. So yeah,
1: if if you add up. Let's see. I mean, where's, where's this post? I got to get back
0: there a little ways, wasn't it? Um, come while on. You're, while you're doing that, uh, Judgey, um, second batter of the game, hit his 25th home run. He has like seven or eight more than anybody else in baseball. Holy fuck, he's on a run. Yeah. Um, Having a good year. And while – Matt, did you find it yet or no? Yeah, I got it. Oh, okay. All right. So if you add up Gallo oh. and Hicks,
1: they've played 101 combined games. With three hundred sixty-three combined plate appearances, and they have 0. 0.4 combined WAR. Matt Carpenter, who's played ten games, nine of them was either as a pinch hitter or a DH, with thirty plate appearances, and he has double the WAR. <laughs> insane. Double in in less than ten percent of the plate appearances, he's twice as valuable. Yeah, uh, Fucking now, insane. I also did did ad- acknowledge, and I, and I will I will cut the cut cut them a break and say there's no way Carpenter keeps us up the rest of the year, sure. but it is entertaining to watch that the, the power of the mustache between him and Cortez. It feels like every time there's a mustache on the field, maybe it's the ghost of Jason
2: Giambi. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh it's impressive you, to see him. You know why he has a mustache, right? Carpenter. Yeah. No. Don Mattingly was his favorite player. Oh, oh no shit. shit. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or his dad's favorite player. One. one something something like, that? like that. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's an honor of Donnie baseball, but this is, this is actually great that you two brought this up because I was going to introduce a new segment called Matt's saltiness level. And I wanted to understand where he's at today about Joey (laughs) Gallo, Aaron Hicks and Kyle Higashioka. Give us, give us a rating one to five. What's your salty level, saltiness level, <laughs> with those three players? Oh
1: man! So Higgy, I being
2: the, five being five being you you hate him the most. One being you're like, all right, I love
1: him. Higgy, Higgy, I'm gonna give a three. He's gonna be right in the middle, of like a salt and vinegar, right there, because he's at least <laughs> he's at least doing something. Um, but uh, man. Four and a half for both Gallo and, and Hicks. Because
0: oh, I five. <laughs> it, I assume five. I mean, well, it's they you so know they had a
1: couple. They had a couple good games. I you know Gallo still riding the wave of maybe one one clutch hit this year, but yeah. Um, in a game where the Yankee, two games with the Yankees absolutely mashed. They scored twenty six runs over two days. Those two were non existent. So,
2: but they I were mean, we didn't need them which in the fine. game where they were down seven nothing. Wait, what they were existent in the game that they were down seven nothing early nothing or five nothing. I thought it was just five nothing, but all right. Well, yeah, it was five nothing seven two something yeah. something like that. Yeah,
1: still like it's one game, You man. Like I need more consistency. Like Gallo's making ten million bucks a game.
2: <laughs> I would have just said five two. You you've never said one nice thing about Joey Gallo.
0: Like yeah, <laughs> nope. And Matt, Matt, you said ten million bucks a game. Uh, Ten million bucks a season. Okay, I was gonna say. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Well, what did you mean? Yeah. Um, Well, but before we uh, uh, continue, something, Matt, finish those numbers because the we didn't even get to the best part yet of the of the stats.
1: Oh, the the next person I brought up. mm -hmm,
0: Yeah. The next person I brought up in that list was Jose Trevino. Yep.
1: Who (laughs) has. Four times the war of them. He's got one point six war. <laughs> yep, uh, and he's only played in about three quarters of the games this year. Yeah. So, and again, you know, he's getting the defense there,
0: but he's also he was hitting above three hundred for. Uh, I think his average right now is right at three hundred, right? And, and I, I pulled it up. Um, he is uh, he is fourth on the team in war right yeah. now, behind Judge Lemayhew and Torres. Wow. He, Jose as Uruguay a is afterthought.
1: Fourth. Oh shoot, the the catcher we actually traded for is Hertz acquisition.
0: Yep. He's proving to be incredibly valuable there. Yep. Fucking wild. Now actually hold on a second. That was I was looking just at hitters. So let me see. Um, uh, okay, so Cortez and Holmes and Tyone all are higher. So if we include pitchers, Trevino is like seventh, but still pretty goddamn impressive. He's fourth yep. out of all of the hitters. I mean, out of the when you think about the Yankees lineup. If you had to guess, your top four fucking war guys. I don't think Jose Trevino is who you're gonna choose to be in that top four with fucking Judge and LeMahieu and Torres. You know, yeah. So pretty, yep. pretty impressive. Yeah. And how about Clay Holmes? Clay Holmes has the second most WAR on the team at 1.8 right now. Holy yeah. shit! If he keeps this up, it'll be like a historic reliever season. Wow. Um, and
1: he's like approaching the limit. Like, since runs have been a run has been scored on this year, his ERA can never be zero. But it can it can get close to zero, <laughs> and he just keeps going lower and lower and lower. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's um, been
1: unbelievable. Yeah. yeah you know, while we're, while we're while we're we're talking Yankees, one of the high war players Ethan mentioned was DJ. Yes. Um.
0: Yep. He's playing well, and he's playing good D.
1: He's playing well. Do you guys? So I mean, I, I'm a big DJ Homer. I, I I was really in favor of the signing. I thought six years was a lot, but I thought it was worth it. You guys nervous, So when you watch him play? I mean, he still kind of looks like... Like, I'm wondering, three years from now, how is he, how is he going to be
0: holding up? Like, Yeah, I wonder. I think it's totally fair. Yeah. yeah just, just look what happened last year. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's 33, and I mean, I try not to like judge a book by its cover or anything like that. But yeah, he doesn't look like the most graceful when he's playing. Yeah, he kind of lopes. Yeah. Um, um, you know, but, but if he's producing. I don't give a shit what he looks like. Yeah, so. and he's
2: making. He makes south defensive plays wherever he's in the field. So yeah, yeah, his versatility is something that's been surprising as as a defender. Yeah. So yeah, true,
1: definitely. Yeah. Between him and Marwin Gonzalez and IKF, we can pretty much cover every position on the field, right? IKF's a backup catcher too. Mm-hmm. Marwin plays the out the corner
2: outfield and in any infield yep. position. And yep, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's the the new question, though. Who hits the first homer, Marwin Gonzalez or IKF? Uh, Marwin's
1: got more pop, but definitely. IKF's in the in the actual lineup. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Even uh, like even if you were like Higgy doesn't play every day, but Marwin really doesn't play every yeah. day. So like, yeah, he's really just got to run into one. And I still would probably pick Marwin. I'm gonna pick Marwin.
1: Yeah, he had that nice, super short porch and left in in Houston for all these years. That's maybe where his numbers came from. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
2: and those trash cans. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, like like Houston's like Houston's left field is like the anti-Baltimore. Yeah. Like it uh, comes in.
2: Oh, crazy. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Have you guys watched? Or have you heard at this point? Because it's just been about a week. I sent the video
0: in the group text, Tony LaRussa.
2: Do I need yes. to? You, I yes. didn't watch
0: it, but I know about it. And I was going to say, we need to talk about it.
2: <laughs> yes, I watched it. <laughs> you got to watch the video because it's hilarious to hear the drunk dude
0: in the stand say, he had two strikes on him, Tony. <laughs> yeah, actually. So it's literally audible. Like you can hear the guy. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and we're sure he's it. some guy in the stands. He's oh, not yeah. like a coach, he's not on the field or anything. <laughs> yeah it's so good
2: holy shit
0: so lay this out for the listeners lay out this fucking scenario this is this is just absolutely bonkers
2: yeah so i'm not gonna get all the the names uh right especially the pitcher names uh but last thursday the white Sox were in los angeles i think it was like the sixth inning of the game they're losing
0: by two or three runs and trade trade turn yeah trade turner's up um, Right-handed batter, and the pitcher was left-handed. That's important. Correct. But strike at a one, one count. Well, he gets strike one, uh, gets
2: strike two, and then he bounces a wild pitch. And so there's a runner at first when the at-bat starts, and that third pitch is a, a wild pitch, and so the runner moves up to second base. All of a sudden, Trey Turner's walking to first base, and we find out that Tony La Russa, not, not only – like this is perfect for our podcast because not only have we talked about our disdain for Tony La Russa so many times, but especially Ethan has gone on long rants about the intentional walk and how pitifully painful and stupid it is for baseball. Yes. Tony La Russa walks because there's some dumb stat about Trey Turner hitting 269 against left-handed pitchers this year with two strikes, something only in baseball that would ever come up yeah to pitch to Max Muncy who is no scrub
0: who's left-handed and... has not been playing well this year but is left-handed he wanted a lefty lefty matchup Max Muncie's not has is having a down year so far he's been hurt or whatever yeah
2: and I'm glad that we had the resolution that we did because I'm with friend of the podcast Joe Posnanski in the in the sense that there's no way that Jerry's gonna fire nah Tony because nah. they are they are buddies like yeah. they're old buddies they want to be together now after this season. And if Chicago continues to play like crap and can't overtake Minnesota, then he might say, all right, Tony, you got to go type thing, but there's no way Tony's getting fired. But what I love about this is that it's never going to be forgotten because Max Mun- Muncy hit the three run Homer yeah. had the three run Homer never happened. Then it might've gotten lost in baseball history, but Tony Larusa is a jerk from all accounts. He, he, would never have a job in any other profession the way that he acts on and off the field. Like, yeah, when he first got into managing 40 years ago, he was a wonder kid, but like, this is, this is the whole reason that this is another connection into what we talk about with managers and like what their actual value is. And we talked about last week on the podcast that a Joe Girardi and a Joe Madden can't fix bad talent, but an Aaron Boone could mess up good talent and we're seeing that happen with Chicago yes. one of the most talented teams in baseball completely wrecked by Tony La Russa. and I think it's hilarious
0: I agree and so just to just to like summarize here so there was a one and two count on Trey Turner now Trey Turner is very good and yes Max Muncie, you know lefty lefty matchup and but Muncie's a really good hitter just having you know a down year so far but a one and two count and Larusa intentionally walked the guy. I mean, this is like unbelievable. And just to be clear, um, a two sixty nine average on um, with like two strikes against lefties or whatever, um, in a is, in a small sample size, in a really like tiny kind of sample bets. size, is is is, is sh- there should not be any stock put into that. First of all, because small sample size. Second of all. Even if it was a larger sample size, it's not that good. You still have more than a, depending on what his OBP is, you have like, if you're the pitcher, you still have like a 70% or more chance of success in terms of getting the out. But most importantly is that one and two is hugely in the pitcher's favor now and forever and always and in all of baseball history. Everybody, every hitter in baseball history is not good with a one and two count. Babe Ruth. Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Mike Trout, say whoever the fuck you want. Nobody is good with a one and two count. The idea that you would intentionally walk somebody. I mean, I just, I like can't even fathom it. And what, oh, and, he, and this is the best part too. One of the best. I mean, there's so many best parts, right? We can't even choose one. In the, in the, like the post game, like the press conference afterwards, Hell La Russa yeah. was talking as if it was like the obvious move. he, he literally said it was an easy call it's an easy call and apparently at one point he asked the room he was like is there anybody here who, who wouldn't have done what i did apparently he kept talking we don't actually know who raised their hands or not but he literally like talked about it as if it was like the obvious move and and he would do it again and blah 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 blah, blah. uh just just insane i i can't i can't even i can't even wrap my head around it
1: i mean i think i found one person who is good with two strikes and this was as of two days ago. Jose Trevino <laughs> spatting <laughs> 308 with two strikes.
0: Is he? <laughs> uh, but yeah, sample size is still a pretty small, pretty sample small. size, but that is hilarious. Minutes, but yeah. still, uh, Tony
2: wouldn't even have thrown a pitch to him.
0: That, <laughs> <long>. <laughs> exactly. Jose Trevino, oh my God. Put him on. Wow. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, Chicago is 29 and 31. The Guardians are two and a half ahead of them. The Guardians are three over 500. And the Twins are in first place. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, Chicago won 93 games last year. They are loaded. And right now, they are behind the Guardians and the Twins. And it's not even like a half a game distance or something.
1: And the Guardians are pretty much Jose Ramirez, uh, Shane Bieber, and And then then a bunch of of of, like
0: guys they found hanging out around the Rock Hall. Like, (laughs) hey, you want
1: to play baseball?
0: (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Yes. We should do a little Jose Ramirez appreciation at some point. Oh, yeah. 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 But um, just a fact check, the White Sox did win today,
2: 13 to nothing. So they are actually 30 and 31, 30 and 31 now. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. I have an interesting question. I'm, I'm seriously interested in what you both have to say. So I won't give my opinion first, but I want to know. And, and the reason I'm asking is the, so go back to pre wild card era. In Major League Baseball, for all those who don't know, that is 1993. That is the last year of the divisional era, which was 69 to 93. In the divisional era, there were only two teams in each league that made the postseason. And that year is really famous because the Braves and the Do- and the not Dodgers, the Giants, both won 100 and like 203 games, something like that, and made it to... Would have made it to the postseason had there been a wild card, like there was in supposed to be in '94 and eventually '95. But the Braves won one extra game, made the postseason. The Giants went home, and that was it. You could win a hundred something games and not make the playoffs. And I think when the wild card was introduced, like that was a welcomed thing, especially for teams like that. And you saw it last year with the Dodgers and the Giants again. Where they both won over a hundred games, and one of those teams grabbed the wild card. We have expanded postseason moving forward, even more teams now. And the reason I was thinking about this is because the Yankees have been on a roll, and now there is—I will throw in the caveat that there is incentive, more incentive probably than ever before during the wild card era for winning the division, because now you get a first round bye, just like in football, you get a first round bye. But the Red Sox have been playing very well lately. Their schedule's kind of soft, but they've been playing really well. What's interesting is they haven't made up any ground on the Yankees because the Yankees have been rolling along. But they have entered into the third wild card spot. Is baseball better or more exciting knowing that a team like the Red Sox, who may hover around 500 or I don't know what the National League looks like, but I just can't imagine that there's like legitimately eight teams that are really good. Is baseball better with an expanded postseason like this? Or is it like watering down the regular season product? Like, I I feel like I don't want to give my opinion. I I'm, I'm, I want you guys first to talk about it because I've just been thinking about it a lot lately. And I think it's interesting.
0: Me? You? I think you should go first, Ethan. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't love it um i i feel like so many teams in the postseason i don't know uh even if it's just a single wild card game it's like i don't know you can be mediocre and you can still get to one wild card game right and it's baseball who knows what can happen uh, you you might have been a 500 team you might you might get lucky one day and you beat a team that won 102 games And then you go into the division series and you get swept or you get beat three to one because you're not a very good team. And that other team that probably would have played some really good baseball, some really exciting baseball, uh, is out. Um, I don't know. I don't love that. But even more important than that, I guess for me, just the way that my brain works, I personally prefer the symmetry of like four teams per league make the postseason. That's that. You take your... Personally, I would do away with divisions. I would say you have the American League, you have the National League, there are no divisions. The top four teams in each league make the playoffs. You have the one seed play the four seed, the two seed play the three seed, that's that. Then you have the championship series, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. If you have ties, uh, you then you have like a tiebreaker game, right, um, to, to get into the playoffs, right? If there's like, instead of four teams, if there's five because two of them, two of them have the same record or whatever. So me personally, I would rather it's just like that. I think that that's kind of a sweet spot in terms of the number. I feel like when you're getting into like six teams or something, um, to me, to me, that's that's a little bit less interesting. Um, so I don't know. Matt, Matt, where are you at on this?
1: Yeah, I think I liked it. I didn't mind it with five teams because I didn't mind the format of like the wild card play-in. Um, but like you said, Ethan, now with it being a a really mediocre team could knock off a division winner. And, yeah, Just because you can
0: get lucky in one yeah. game, it's baseball. I mean, the Orioles beat the Yankees like a few. I mean, we saw that earlier this season, you know, like it's baseball, like even really shitty teams can beat a really amazing team every once in a while. Like it happens all the time.
1: Yeah. And then at, at a time when player out playoff viewership was already kind of in trouble with the with the major leagues, this to me just screams, you know, cash grab by the owners. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that, I guess, I, I think it just, it kind of cheapens the product. Again, I like the, I like the format last year. um, But I think they're going, they've gone one step, one step too far.
2: Yeah. I am in agreement with both of you. And I don't want this to like turn into like, we want baseball to be as it was when we were 10 years old. No, no none of us are saying that. But. <laughs> but for me, it's, it's what you said, Ethan. It's, it's entering NBA style playoffs. Yeah. And like there have been times where in the NBA, a team under five hundred Under five hundred
0: makes the playoffs. I remember this happening. It's yeah. made
2: the playoffs. Now the difference in basketball is that team is never going to win the NBA championship. But in baseball, as you just put it, you get hot at the right time. Your pitchers get going, you know, whatever. Yeah, it, it just it 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 doesn't make sense to me that a team could get rewarded like that playing under 500 for 162 games and win a world series and I, and i'm fearful that that'll happen I, like even if the yankees did that how how could you enjoy that
1: you know it's like um yeah it's like a, a, a in the nhl an 8 seed getting a hot goalie and suddenly making it all the way to the, the stanley cup finals yeah, um, which that happened a couple of years ago. I thought the Lightning first year worked, right? Am I, am I remembering correct? You guys don't care about hockey. Yeah, yeah. pretty sure a couple of years ago an eight seed made it all the way. Yeah, yeah. So what, aren't know, the
2: Lightning good well, though? They're like two time defending champs.
1: They are now. But the Kings, excuse me, the Los Angeles Kings, the last team to do it. Yeah, the
2: Kings. Yeah, I just think it's it's what you said, Matt. It's a cash grab. And then what you said, Ethan, like the worry is that a team like the Giants last year, historically good, could run into yeah.
0: and what what is that that doesn't help baseball. No, like a team that went like eighty four and seventy eight or something. Yeah. Like, or had a knows? losing record. Or yeah. had a losing record. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just for me, like, let's let's put ourselves in a position where where we are seeing the best teams play each other i mean that's the point of the playoffs we want to see like the highest level baseball we want to see like the the best most interesting most exciting games and i think you know i would want to see the the teams that are the best teams like and that's that yeah and i
2: wonder too next year so they're not getting rid of divisions but we are going to a more balanced schedule finally
1: every team plays every team
2: yeah and I and I do wonder, maybe that will tip things in the scale of more quality teams qualifying for the postseason, because there will be, you know, that that balance. Like so, sometimes it, it gets out of whack because of the unbalanced schedule. Um, well,
1: yeah, look at that. So if if the scenario now where all three wild card teams could come from the East, right, that means the Yankees are playing. <laughs> the majority of their schedule, they're going to play 19 games against three wildcard or three playoff teams this year yeah. as part of the regular. Like what if we got to play fewer games against the rays and the blue Jays and more against, you know, anybody from the NL the Central yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. or
2: AL central, you know, yeah. Yeah, and we're not we're not saying don't don't quote Matt as saying like we think it's unfair that the Yankees have to play no, 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 so no. many games against quality teams. But no. this is exactly what I was talking about with the White Sox last year. They played in the worst division in baseball by far. And they didn't play anybody any good. So even the fact that they won 93 games with all that talent, they should have won 114 games, but Tony La Russa doesn't know how to manage. And now and now they can't even when they can't even get to 500 because of him but they still play in the worst division in baseball like come on i would sign up i would sign up any day to play the royals to play the tigers to play even the the guardians like and the twins obviously i mean the yankees have like a 800 something winning percentage against the twins since 2001 so i know god (laughs) like let's go it's it's crazy but all right, so um, we'll we'll write our letter to the clown and uh, see see what he says
0: about,
2: <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> about all that. All right, so we
0: have a mailbag, and, and that's how we can top this off. Unless you guys have anything before we get to that, um, I just wanted to mention. As of, I, I wish I could knew how to find the updated the uh, the updated numbers, but as of July twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, the Yankees were one hundred one and thirty seven against the Twins since two thousand two. <laughs> And I mean, it's only continued, right? Like they've, it's been pretty much the same. So whatever that percentage is, if you just roughly extend that to now, you'll, you know, it's, it's basically the same. So it's, it's, it's pretty unbelievable how thoroughly the Yankees have dominated the Twins for the last 20 years. I don't know what is going on. I don't know how that happens. Um, but Holy shit. Yeah.
1: One thing I was getting curious about today, um, just with how well the Yankees are playing. And I don't want, you know, this is turning into a Yankees Love Fest episode, but that's okay. Um, if they win tonight, which they're on track to do, and they win tomorrow, we will have matched the 98 Yankees through their first, uh, what, 70, 74 games of the year?
0: That's that amazing. It'll be yeah. if we, what it'd be, we would be 47 and 16, right? If oh, we sorry. I got the, I did
1: the math wrong. Yeah. Be, we, if we're, if we win tomorrow, we'll be 48 and 16. So through the first 64 games of the year, we'll be on pace with the 2000 or 1998 Yankees. Wow.
0: That's pretty great. Incredible. Yeah. It's also
1: a really? 750, you know, 750 winning percentage, which is
0: yeah crazy. Yeah, really? I wonder,
2: really I wonder what nice. the pace was for the Mariners in 2001. Mm, yeah. I wonder. And then, in unrelated news, I did see a non-Yankees baseball game this past weekend. I went and saw the Yankees or the Yankees,
1: the Diamondbacks played terrible baseball adjacent to the Phillies. Uh, the main uh, the main attraction was the Avid Brothers post game concert. It's much more enjoyable when it starts on time and it's not raining on you, Yeah. <laughs> uh, as Ethan sense. and I experienced last year. But they uh-huh. played a good sixteen song set and nice uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: And how was the game? Did you, did Harper play? Did he do anything good? Uh.
1: It was largely unexciting. Um, there National was a, the, the nine batter hit a home run. I can't remember his name. Some, mm. some scrub. And then there was like a, um, an oops, excuse me, check swing that landed slightly in fair territory and rolled to the corner and Harper scored from first. And that um, was pretty much it.
0: I'm looking at the diamondbacks roster. Cause I was wondering to myself, do they have anybody <laughs> good? No. Um, and yeah, the answer is no, although they do have this random guy, Zach Gallen, who's a pitcher who's having a good year so far. But one thing I will say uh, in, their, uh, in their defense, the names on this roster, the names of these people are pretty fucking awesome. So let me just go through a couple of these. I just happen to pull this up randomly. Um, Geraldo Perdomo. Uh, which is probably not that rare. It may, maybe like in like uh, uh, actual sp- for like native Spanish speakers, but uh, to, uh, to a native, you know, American, uh, native English speaker, Geraldo Perdomo is pretty funny, uh, but much better. Pavin Smith? What the fuck is that? I'm assuming I'm pronouncing it right. It's literally just Gavin <laughs> with a P. Pavin Smith. He's their right fielder. Wow. Their designated hitter, Seth Beer. Literally like beer, like what we're drinking. Seth beer. So we've got Pavin Smith, we've got Seth Beer. They have a utility player who is named Dalton Varsho. I'm not making this shit up, dude. Like I am I'm literally looking at the baseball reference page right now. Dalton Varsho, D-A-U-L-T-O-N, V A R S H O. God, that is I mean that those three right there, that's pretty fantastic, I gotta say. I'm uh I also I'm almost like wanting to root for the Diamondbacks just because of these people's names. <laughs> You're, you're
1: missing out on the best one, but it's a it's a well-known
0: name. It's Madison Bumgardner. Well, of course, classic. Mad yeah, Bum. Classic, yep. yep. I mean, I like these other ones a little better, but yeah, Mad Bum is great. There's one J.B. Wendelkin. That's pretty good, too. Uh, wow. Okay. So just, um, you know. All right, Diamondbacks, at least you got that going for you, I guess. Yeah, that
1: that, that was actually uh, one of the comments I made during the game. Aside from their starting pitcher, who was Mad Bum, uh, and I just saw that Ian Kennedy's on the roster as well, former Yankee Ian Kennedy. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't know anybody who was in their starting nine. Um,
0: like, it wasn't until yeah. a catal Marte pinch hit later in the game that I was like,
1: oh, I've heard that name.
0: Yeah, that's um, like the one name I had heard of looking at yeah. their lineup. Yeah. What's crazy, he, I'm looking at Madbum right now. He's our age. He's only 32. Wow. He really? has cratered in the last yeah. couple of years. Holy he, he pulled a
1: full into him.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, he was older. He made it a little longer than Lilinsicum did, but yeah, he really um he really fell off. I mean, this year he's actually been okay so far. Um not great, but okay. So we'll we'll see what happens, but he was so good there for a few years, but wow, not the last couple. Yeah, young.
2: You want to know, Matt, the reason that you don't know any of the Diamondbacks players? Is because on this podcast we talked about it. They are in the bottom five in payroll, and that is the disgusting shit that Major League Baseball does. Terrible. Hey. Yeah. But then we wouldn't
1: have Seth Beer and
2: you <laughs> and, know uh, Dalton Varshow. Um,
0: Dalton Varshow and Pavan Smith. It's like
2: real life Major League. Like those. That's what those names remind me of.
0: Yeah. For real. It really. So you're is saying like that. we should box up a Joe Boo and uh, send it to the Diamondbacks.
2: Joe Boo can't hit a fucking curveball. Are you saying Jesus Christ couldn't hit a (laughs) curveball? Something like that.
0: Uh, (laughs) All right. um, All right. Mailbag? Mailbag.
2: Before we get to that, my weekly plea, and I think it's been working a little bit because if you guys didn't notice, for the first time in 30 years, there was a common sense gun law Passed.
0: Well, it hasn't gotten fully in,
2: passed right they agreed right, on right. a framework bipartisan yes, yes. framework yes they they agreed to framework which is which is a miracle monumental yeah, yeah. a miracle in this country yep um so just the weekly plea no one's trying to take away guns completely although get those monster guns out of here but common sense gun laws please just consider it if Your senator was one of those 20 senators who voted for the framework. Please call them, thank them, tell them great job. Hopefully, they will continue to buck up and try to protect us as citizens. So there's my weekly plea. My my two cents, too. Uh, Gangster capitalism, great podcast. Listen
1: to season two. It's all about the NRA. Um, you'll, You'll hear that about the dysfunction of the group they don't get into politics. They just specifically look at the financials of the group. And um, it's pretty disappointing. It, it, it's more like a uh, a mob you know, a mob type group than it is a uh, gun lobbying group. It seems like at this point. So a cabal baby, as you would say. Mm. Um, and uh, unfortunately that's one of the organizations that holds a tremendous amount of political sway over, uh, senators, that does not reflect the actual will of the country. So hopefully yeah. that, something can change there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So this is actually a fun one. Comes from Cousin Greg. Shout out. Nice. What is one team in the history of Major League Baseball you would like to manage and why? And while you guys are thinking of that, he said his would be the 93 Fightin' Phils. Or he calls them the Fightins, but Phillies yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he said they were a team who knew how to have some fun obviously could play some ball the group of Macho Roe Nails Dykstra Krucker Dutch Dutch Dalton Head Hollins and Wild Thing Kruck told me that Mitch was only let into Macho Row because they didn't consider him a pitcher just a guy who threw the ball hard <laughs> uh, would have been awesome to be around that's the type of team you want to coach they make your job easier for you Now, of course, the Phillies lost that World Series, infamously, if you're a Phillies fan, and Cousin Greg says that he still has not seen the home run that Joe Carter hit. But I would have picked the 2008 Phillies if I was Cousin Greg. I digress.
0: Yeah, that's a good answer, though. I like that. Um, It had to be a
2: baseball team. Well, for the question yeah he asked but oh matt's asking you can you can if you want to give a different team and give your reasoning why packers
1: no
0: no not the packers
1: not necessarily
0: (laughs) um Nah, (laughs) can't be um geez this is a tough one see because like for me i'm trying i'm thinking of like what are some of the greatest seasons that would have just been really fun to be there you know day to day so i'm like looking at willie mays's page you know in my opinion the greatest player of all time uh like it would have been really fun to manage one of those giants teams during his prime just to be like this is willie mays in his prime like i don't even give a fuck about the rest of the team willie mays in his prime this is this is the best right um but then like, this is a real big cliche, but cliche for a reason, like the 27 Yankees or like the 56 or 61 Yankees, like all of those teams were just chock full of fucking legends. Like how fun would those have been? And then there's also the, the, the modernist in me. We've talked about this a lot where, you know, despite all of its problems, baseball is being played at a higher level now than it ever has been before. And so there's part of me that's like, you know what? Uh, Mike Trout is playing baseball at a level that has never been seen before in the history of the sport in, in his first, you know, 10 years of his career. And the
2: Angels are in the market for a manager.
0: And the Angels are in the market for a manager. So, like, <laughs> part of me is like, man, even though the Angels have been, like, mediocre and boring for most of the last 10 years, Mike Trout is, like, truly historic and unbelievable. And, like, how fun would that be? Um So it's really hard to choose. I guess Greg will probably get mad if I don't choose one, huh? Well, I got one because I'm not putting too much, I'm not putting nearly as much thought in it as you are. Okay. Uh, (laughs) 1997
1: Cleveland Indians. Holy shit. That would be a fun team to manage. Um, And I would like to say that if I was managing them, I would win the World Series. But I would have played Jose Mesa too. Don't worry. (laughs) I don't know why he still reviled in that city because until that final pitch, he was a lights out that year so um that's just you know the baseball gods hate the mistake
2: by the lake and if um, that game was played in today's baseball that's just a ground ball right up to the second baseman true. The true. That
0: shift. Yeah. but Dang you that got what you know.
1: got <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Alomar Sandy Alomar Omar Vizquel Jim Tomy, Matt Williams Kenny Lofton um yeah uh, wow. Manny Ramirez uh, what was it? Is that Oral Hershiser back then still? Was Greg yep, Nagy on the he team? He was
0: uh, Charles Nagy. Charles yeah. Nagy. Charles Wright. was on that team. Um, good Jarrett Wright. Um, yeah,
1: man. Those Bartolo teams were fucking
0: that year too? Unbelievable. I think so. I feel like he was. Like, Yeah, I think he was. Holy crap. <laughs> holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An insane team. That's a
2: that's a good non-Yankee team. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, Bartolo... That was his first year. Um, he only pitched in nineteen games, and he, he was not good. But but he he was on the team. Um, he was You're good the chunk. next year, though, he, or he was solid the next year. Yeah. Um, dare I go super cliche? I don't know because of, if I'm being honest with myself in terms of you know how I how I feel about a baseball fan, just in terms of pure like joy and love and stuff like that, love of the game. I mean I'm probably going like 1956 Yankees something like that um, you know uh, you've got Yogi, you've got Billy Martin, you've got Ellie Howard, you've got the Mick you got Whitey Ford um, you're in the middle of just an insane stretch it's not in the middle of that five year in a row that was 49 to 53 but um, I don't know just really amazing teams that that if if, if, if I'm pushed I'm choosing something like that. And it's Mickey's triple crown year. And it's Mickey's triple crown year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Not that we care about batting average around here. Okay. (laughs) Or at least I don't. But anyways, Kyle, what's yours?
2: I'd probably go with 61 Yankees. um, Mainly for Mickey. Uh, Also Roger. The 27 Yanks, that would be fun too with Ruth and Gehrig and all of that. There's so many guys. Yeah. Earl Combs and... uh, There's just something special about by the time, like even in the 20s, like the Yankees weren't the Yankees yet, but by the time you got to the 60s, like the Yankees had just become this mystical franchise and they were still what, four years away from falling off the face of the earth and everything. And so that's just, and to go through Maris's 61 homers, like, same thing like what you were saying matt i hope i would have handled that differently for him and like maybe his hair wouldn't have fallen out or he smoked five packs a day or whatever like
0: yeah. they won 109 uh, games that year yeah that's incredible that doesn't happen very much in baseball history yeah i think the tigers were really good that
2: year too like 100 something games but that was like oh, yeah. back when there was only eight teams and one right. team you know won the pennant and went to the yeah. world series but um yeah. The, good question. I, I, yeah. I, I, Matt, I commend you. That that is really a, a good answer for yeah, a non-Yankee team. I was trying I like to that.
1: find it. Yeah. Just shoot from the hip. That would be yeah. a good one to manage. If I'm yeah.
0: picking non-Yankees, like, cause I think this is a really interesting to think about where my mind went first. Cause you guys know I'm a, I'm, I love pitching. I went to like mid nineties Braves. I knew you were going to say that Ed, Maddox, Glavin Schultz would have been cool or as much as I hate to say this as a Yankee fan, 99 or 2000 red Sox because pedro delivered the two greatest pitching seasons in history in my opinion yeah um and holy fuck so the maddox's third and fourth uh cy young campaigns though were pretty up there i was looking at that today actually oh he was incredible no doubt but but think about the national league in the mid-90s versus the american league and the al east in 1999
1: to 2000 and and the other thing i was so i was I, i did Spend maybe five minutes at lunch today watching some Maddox highlights. Oh, god! Um, I mean, I number love well, number watching. one before we go, number one before we go to strike zones, <clears throat> mid 90s umpire strikeout call were just great, just great, <laughs> just, just, just whoop, toss them out. Or, like, or the one that I liked was just like this way, and then Bleh!
2: just you guys boom, remember that team. really <laughs> loud umpire? Yeah, I, like, yeah, you used to just be able to hear them <gasps> so clearly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah,
1: right, um the amount of cushion that Maddox would get on the inside corner with that two seamer of his was just insane. Yeah. Just insane. Like I wish they had stat track back then or whatever. Stat cast. Yeah. Stat cast so you could see how bad those, those calls were, but yeah, for real. Uh, to his credit, he studied the umpires and studied the strike zones and um, took advantage of it. So it, it all got started. Someone sent, sent me a quote today. It was just like, who you know? It was Maddox saying, "Who needs science?" I'll tell you what I'm throwing. It's an 87 mile an hour two seam or an 87 mile an hour sinker, and you still won't swing. And I was like, huh, "That's pretty. That's
2: pretty good." That is good. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, nice. boys.
0: Well, I think we did a good job this week. Yep, nailed it. I think so. Better and better every time. Good. Carpenter nails forward. it.
2: <laughs> Carpenter <laughs> nails it. Yes, yes. Very good way to end this.